Doug McLean's going to end up with a flat tire, right? I think Doug can handle that. No, no. And Jill? I don't think he can. <laughs> I, think it, I think maybe two or three years ago, he took this thing on a, on a big trip, and I don't know, he ended up in this really small town, and I think he was nervous. Really? I don't know if we can find him. Sammy, how's it going? He's having his own chit-chat show with, uh, with Doug there. Found him. Got him. Okay, where the hell are you? I'm uh, 40 minutes from Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> and uh, still got air in your tires? Doing well. Uh, actually, Jill uh, took over the driving. I come back to the back bedroom here to have a little nap. <laughs> so you'll be perfect for our segment. <laughs> uh, a little tired. I couldn't stop yawning. Jill told me to have a bottle of water. So uh, anyway, how no, is the setup? Go. You got the, like, is it a satellite dish? Are you watching games in this thing? Or do you have to go to the, the local uh, sports bar? No, I have a, a tripod and I put my cell phone on it and sit outside <laughs> with a cigar and a beer. <laughs> cigar and a beer and watch it on, on, the bl- on my outdoor carpet. Perfect. Hey, okay. I want to get into the. I want to get into Tampa Bay and the Leafs. Uh, We know it's one-one going into Game Three. I want to talk to you a little bit about Sheldon Keefe and and maybe your past experience when it comes to Mac uh, debating on lineup changes. And as a head coach, how easy or difficult that is? Does it get? Is it is it really difficult when you're talking top six or bottom six? And who weighs in on that decision besides? the head coach? You know what? I, I think really it's the coaching staff that at this time of year, if you're the, if you're the general manager, look, I had Brian Murray as my general manager who was, you know, you know, had an unbelievable coaching career. So, you know, I, I talked to Brian about all those types of things and it was a great luxury to have, uh, you know, a similar thing happened to me in 96. I, I had to, I had to make a tough decision to take Jody Hull out of the lineup and put in, you know, Radic Dvorak because of speed and skill and a little bit of scoring. I also put a Straka in the lineup, and it was a big, big part of us beating Pittsburgh because Straka had a couple of big offensive games. But it's always tough. But you know what? It's sort of funny. I mean, I started to hear this violent series, and we all know hockey is unbelievably different at playoff time, but they, I mean, why the Leafs ever went there talking about, we got to be ready for violent hockey. I watched Tampa Bay play the last three years. Have they played violent hockey or have they just played really good, hard nosed playoff hockey? I don't get it. Is yapping from the bench violent? I don't know. I'm, I'm missing something here. I like the lineup changes by the way, tonight. I, I think, I think it's a good thing, but, I mean, they started off thinking this is going to be a war. Well, it is a war, but it's a war about fighting through checks and blocking shots and going into the corner ferociously to come out with the puck. It's not about who can fight better this time of year. It's not even about that. I mean, I'm missing something on this. Yeah, uh, it is. It was an interesting way. You know, I thought maybe it was Sheldon trying to prepare his own team. I don't know. In general, how do you feel about the idea of building your lineup to adjust to the other team? You know, we've talked quite a bit about the effectiveness of Tampa Bay's fourth line, Maroon, Perry, Belmar. Or, or you know, that's not who Toronto is, though, right? You know, you, you're talking about this team that is a gifted team, skilled. That's the way they want to play. How much do you lean into your own strengths versus how much should you be adjusting to what the opponent has? Well, when you're the opponent, you chuckle about it a little bit, you know, because... You know, you've, you've sort of created a change here. You've made them make a change. You know, you, you know Simmons, I mean, I, I, I couldn't figure out the lineup to start game one to begin with with Clifford in there. I mean, I, I happen to be a Spezza fan. He's a leader. He's one of the character guys, one of the key guys in that dressing room. And I didn't get him not playing in game one. I, I don't, why, I, I understand Simmons. He's a leader. He should be in there. He took a couple bad penalties. Well, you come out of the lineup because you take a couple bad penalties. He's been there all year. He's played all year. I, I, I just, 
I think that Tampa Bay are sitting there saying, okay, now that's gone. Now we force them to make these changes. Uh, we're, we're getting to them a little bit here. You don't like to have that take place in a series yet. Here's the bigger issue tonight for me. Forget about the physicalness, although that's going to be a big part of it. They've got to get John Tavares playing hockey, and they've got to get somebody with him, whether that's going to be Nylander in case, I don't know. But they've got to get this guy going because he looks he's, – he's worse than Spezza right now for me. It, is it just the foot speed? I mean, his games from the hash marks in, there, there should be opportunities here for him to continue to, to be a point producer, which he has his whole life, Mac. I agree. So, you know, you, there's no decision. The decision is, I, am I wrong that six weeks ago we talked on this show that there's got to be some way to get John Tavares going? That that was a critical thing for this team. Did we not talk about that six yes. eight weeks ago on this yeah, show? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we they've got they've now it's back to the same thing. They've got to get Tavares going. They've got to get him. Nylander, is he going to be able to get him the puck? Is Case going to be able to get him the puck? If, if he can't, I don't know. But they've got to get. If he yeah, can, they got to get him going. And this is where uh, yeah. uh, Justin and I differ. Um, I, I'm willing to to part Matthews and Marner in order to get Tavares? Is that too much of a price to pay? I think, like, you know, I think we've talked about even that, that you you may have to break up and you may have to double shift some guys and move people around. But whatever the case is, John Tavares has got to figure this out real fast. And so does Keith. You know, and, I mean, isn't that sad that $11 million guy is causing you this much aggravation? From your of your coaching staff, that you've got to make line adjustments so that you can figure out how to get an eleven million dollar guy going, but it's that important. It's that important, and I, you know, I, I you know, I, I like the line combinations tonight as long as Tavares gets going. Mm-hmm. That's the key. I might even flip Bunny. I, I might. I said at the time three months ago, try bunting with him because he's an energy guy. Yeah. That's what I suggested three months ago. It's crazy that didn't you know? happen all and year, why I don't not, think. Well, that's what I mean. Why not give that a chance yeah, that's interesting. three months ago, big time? And we talked about that on the show, guys, that that was, that was my sort of look at, hey, maybe try him there. Because like Nick just said, this guy, first on the top, now the guy gets the puck, gets the puck in tough areas and gets it to his people. So you know, and, and chips in goals. So, but anyway, look, this is this is the game. This is a this is a big big game for this team tonight. So let's hope that these line combinations work. You know, and you know, Hall comes into the lineup. I, I don't mind that. I like that. What another thing that I, I, I can't figure out is, did Brody and Giordano not play together for 15 years? <laughs> they did. Somebody mentioned that. We can get anybody on YouTube yeah. to, to, to Google it or uh, to find video of, of it. Yes, for sure. I mean, were they not together at least 12 years? And have they played one shift together in Toronto? Yeah, uh, one game. I, they were part I played of. one game together. One game. Oh. Yeah, okay. no, it is, well, it, it is anyway. interesting that that hasn't been together more. You know, we kick around all these different things with the Leafs, and we end up stuck on the fourth line on the third pair, because sometimes it feels like there are certain things that just can't change. There are no, right? Like the top line for the most part hasn't changed. The one thing that we don't talk about much lately is goaltending and Jack Campbell, because what are you going to do? Jack Campbell's the guy going in the net. How comfortable are you with this match? Vasilevsky is a guy who's won a con Smythe. And that to me is the, you know, could be a deciding factor in the story that we, we don't spend time on. It's just, so what's your comfort level there if you're a Leafs, the Leafs team? Well, I'm a lot more comfortable than, than Mike Sullivan is right now in Pittsburgh with, sure. uh, you know, with, with his goals that he's, you know, with the Smith out for the season, imagine that and, and how elated at the Rangers have got to be over this. But anyway, look, Jack Campbell's not in the same ballpark as Vasilevsky, but the Leafs have done a pretty good job protecting him. Other than the power play, other than Tampa power play, they've done a really good job protecting Jack Campbell. That's the scary part still in this series for me. Vasilevsky was real good when he had to be last game. Uh, we know what level he can go to. We don't know that Jack can get to that, although 
you know, the first 20 games of this season, he looked like he was – well, Nick had him six, eight million a year first 20 games this year. 12, he backed I think. Off a little. He got him down. <laughs> he backed him down to about two and a half there in February. And now, you know, you know we'll, we'll see where this goes here. But, look, that's market. still a scary thing for me. Because Campbell has been – Campbell has not been the reason. He's he's hung in there and battled really hard. and But they've also protected him pretty good, except on the power play. We got Doug McLean, former NHL president, GM, uh, and head coach. Mac, in terms of uh, a storyline early in these playoffs, it's the uh, the amount of penalties that we're seeing. It, ultimately, is that something that uh, will catch up to the Leafs or not? Is, is it still a a situation where they could they could win this thing on specialty teams if if in fact the the number of penalties stays consistent? I'll tell you how many penalties there's been in this playoffs. They have got all the guys that I used to scream at getting more airtime. Kohorski, Jackson, <laughs> they're all getting more airtime than the color commentators. And with some of the color commentators I've listened to, thank God they're on more than the color commentators, okay? So I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'd rather listen to Jackson than a few of the ones I've had to listen to. But anyway. Besides that, they've got them on explaining it. It's just like it's a, it's a circus. Anyway, look, uh, between Tim Peel on Twitter and these guys <laughs> in the booth, it, it, it's, they, the referees have taken over the series. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't like this many penalties, but that's the new NHL. Get used to it. So looking around at the, the rest of playoffs, what else has your, has your attention, Doug? Is there a series or, a, sorry, a, a player matchup? Anything that really stands out for you outside of Toronto? Um, look, uh, I've loved the Ranger series. I, I love watching Sid Crosby and Gensel and Rust as a line. Like, really, talk about Sid Crosby at 15, 16 years in the league, um, you know, still doing what he's doing. I, I love watching, you know, Latang, Crosby, Malkin, 16 years together on the 15 years together on the same power play. And Shesterkin's been an amazing story for me. I mean, he's been the best player. What do you have, 85, 88 shots in game one? Uh, he's the star, best player in the game again last night. Um, you know, I, it's gonna, that's going to be a hell of a series. And this is with Pittsburgh with their number three goalie. That's a great story. Uh, I think the Rangers win this series. The other thing is Washington played awful well in game one. They dropped off Golden and a little shaky, but... That still could be a heck of a series with the way Washington, with their veteran guys. Veteran guys pick up their game right now, and that's what jumped out at me about Washington, especially in game one. Can, can Deming actually keep this a close series? You know what? Watching what has happened to a lot of players that have gone to Pittsburgh, guys that you'd say, are you kidding me? They're still in the league. And when they walk into that dressing room with Sid Crosby and Latang and the character of that group, it seems to bring out the best. I can't believe he can win it, but I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh, they've done some amazing things with pretty average players in a lot of, in a lot of, you know, and, and by the way, if Colby Armstrong's listening, I don't mean him. I know he was a star. When he was there. <laughs> He's a star on, uh, Skip the dishes now, I think. <laughs> um, Intermittent fasting app, if I recall. Um, yeah. Mac, uh, you know, Johnny Hockey in Calgary had uh, a season for the ages, but two games in, and this team can't score uh, all but uh, one goal here. I, th that's got to be uh, surprising to you. Yeah, it is surprising, and you know, I, I, I look. Dallas has been more surprising because they've been so bad this year, and yet they're a pretty good. This is a team that went to the finals a couple of years ago, and they've got some talented guys that have really let that organization down. And now, all of, you know, so if they ever get it together, they're a pretty good team. They should be a lot better. Their goaltender has been good. Young guy's been better. Uh, look, I Calgary shocked me this year how much the, how better they played. I put it all on Sutter. I know Johnny Hockey had a great year. I know Kachuk had a great year. 
I didn't think they were going to be anywhere close to being this good. We saw how Colorado ran over them in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I think this has got the makings of a hell of a series. But I'm with you. I would never have said that coming into this series. I would have said it would have been a, a cakewalk. Are you surprised by some of the teams that have come out and made it interesting? The Kings get one off Edmonton. The Capitals get one off the Panthers. Um, you know, are there any of these games that you're like, I cannot believe that that hockey team manage, is managing to make this close? I, I'm a little, I'm shocked because I thought, I thought uh, Edmonton get a free ride to the second round. Yeah. I was wrong on that. I thought Calgary get a free ride to the second round. Wrong on that. Thought Colorado free ride. All of a sudden, they have to win in overtime. They they played with them the first game, and the kid comes up last night and stands on his head. I, I'm Washington. Play. I thought Florida coast. Washington really surprised me. You know what? The Leafs obviously surprised me in game one, but I, I thought I, this is a pick'em series still with the Leafs. So you know, a lot most people are saying the Leafs uh, Tampa win this. This is still a pick'em series for me. Toronto still have a great chance to win this series, but. They better get going what we talked about. You know, they better battle, still battle a little harder. And toughness is not taking stupid penalties. Toughness is mm-hmm. what I said. It's blocking shots. It's winning battles. It's going through a wall for your team. So we'll see if they're tough enough still. That's going to be a big test. We know Tampa Bay are. We know that. And it's just a matter of uh, whether you're Tampa or the Leafs or anyone else. Who, who can avoid the big injury? Uh, Tom Wilson, it doesn't sound oh. great for Washington and Tom Wilson right now. And that's, that's a devastating loss for them. That is, and you're right. I mean, injuries can change a series. Like, I mean, just, just to watch that game the other night and to see DeSmith go off that ice, it blew me away. After what's going on with Jari not being available. You know, big injuries like that can change a series. We saw Panarin and Kopp go down the last couple of games of the season to the Rangers. Were they, are they healthy? Is Panarin healthy? Well, I watched the Rangers' first game. Panarin didn't look healthy to me, and then last night he's better. So, you know what? It, it, it's amazing how injuries can be a, have a drastic effect. So, we'll see. Both the Leafs, you know, in Tampa Bay appear to be healthy, and they should be in the first round. Hey, make sure you check the parking brake before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> Listen, uh, we're in uh, Montgomery. We're, tomorrow night, I'm, i got to be a little more conscientious before I go to bed because we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. So uh, I just want to be, you know, I'll be a little more diligent then, you know, wandering around there, making sure I'm in good neighborhood things. So it'll be good. You're like a Looking country. Forward, but we're, hey, we got 20, it's 20 from our house in Florida to Jackson, uh, Wyoming is 2,600 miles. I looked today, we're about 625. We still got a little, we're not going to get to Jackson, uh, Wyoming till next Wednesday. So it's, it's great. You're, you're we're like, going to stop for a day for marriage. We're going to stop for a day for marriage counseling and then we'll continue <laughs> on. She will kick your ass before this trip is over. You know that, right? Hey, she's going to lock that back bedroom. all right leave it at that you're like a country western uh, star on tour right now oh i know me and john madden i'm the new john madden you are all right thanks for doing this mac really appreciate it take take care guys mac pickleball world tour yeah he's not wrong as long as the leafs i the you know nine ten eleventh guy in the lineup if they can just do what he said, "Yeah, he can overcome a lot of things, but th- those constant battles that you mm-hmm. gotta win, shift to shift." You know, I think this is—I don't want to say it's make or break, do or die in terms of like winning the series, but we're gonna learn a lot about the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. They are back home, Game Three. They're building two-time defending Cup champions. You know, the first two games were funky with what eleven power plays and ten power plays. Toronto's kind of been the better team at five on five marginally. I think we're going to learn a lot about Tampa. Is there another yeah. gear? We'll see this it tonight team, if there is. This I, game's going to be an absolute banger tonight. I, I can, I, just, I, I can I, just feel if, it. If Toronto can hang. Yes. And I feel the same way about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. That uh, in the next two games, this is the one that is it. they will play the best. Oh. Yeah. 
that we then we got this a, is, we got a this match is tonight coming off coming off the loss and then I, I think we'll see the best of the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. I, I you you hope yeah for every Leaf fan out there in our show that it's a it's a good effort and it's one that'll yeah. be really ultra competitive. God, but there's gonna be no room. In, in game three and game four, I expect this one to be the better one for them. Yeah. You know, like, I, I've only won championships in the minors and, you know, the sort of junior hockey stuff. I know that you've been through this at a higher level. When these games, when the temperature gets ratcheted up in playoffs, deeper you go, there's just nowhere to go, eh? Like, you don't get to hang on to the puck yeah. for two seconds. You know, maybe Matthews and Marner and Nylander in the ozone at times, but mostly it's get it to the next yeah. guy. And what you're talking about, it's the ones that can stay calm and patient and just wait for the right moment. It's the ones that kind of flinch mm-hmm. and maybe get a little too excited and yeah. jump up on a rush when they shouldn't. That's pinch, it. pinch when they should Wait for it to come to you. Just, you know, find that fine line. And that's where, God, I mean, experience just... Does it for you? It just and feels like a two-one-three-two two game, I, I, and they're going to need Campbell tonight. But mark but, my words. You know, I, I hope that what the Leafs have been through the last few years, from the Washingtons and the Boston's and Montreal last year, Columbus, that they will Columbus, of course, <laughs> on and on and on. It's hard to remember them. It's all hard to remember them all. But that that you that you will now take a lot of that into Tampa sure. Bay tonight for sure, and say, okay, after all the white noise here that we'll get to the, the the meat of what this is all about and that's when those battles that mac just mentioned mm-hmm. be patient take a deep breath no stupid penalties and no stupid penalties you know what and sticks out to and me you'll be just fine that has been their achilles heel in these game in the past is they've played really well and the other goaltenders played well and they've push for offense they couldn't score they couldn't score and the puck wouldn't go in and so the d kept creeping a little bit yeah. farther in and the, the forwards are a little bit more desperate to get it yeah. and all of a sudden you're a bit too far in the offensive things quick rush the other way they've been quick rushed a lot of times on just quick turnovers and all yeah. that and that's the patience you're talking yeah. about is staying back and just waiting even when it doesn't go in and vasilevsky makes 40 saves waiting for the next uh, one so i have some historical stats about game three that borny loves okay i mean absolutely they, not. they're three and 13 in their last uh, 16 game threes when playing. That, that means something because it's these players. And uh, they look to win consecutive game threes because they won game three last year in Montreal for nothing. Uh, they, since 1975, 1976 is the last time they won uh, consecutive road games in game three. Okay. There you go. There you go, Morning. I know Thanks, you love man. that. I just right. want to make sure I got the historical <laughs> stats in there because I know you love them. All time, the Leafs are 36 and 45. And get, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> it matters to me. Yeah. It matters to me. You're historically good or bad. We're in the same jerseys. Laundry. It's laundry. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back uh, from our morning show, the fan uh, morning show in Sportsnet, J.D. Bunkus. With send, some, send him a wake-up oh, text. It's Friday, so we're just going to hear some outrageous things from him. Think so? Oh, yeah, I'll be shaking. I'm shaking my head already. I haven't even heard one question he said. (laughs) So he's coming up after the break. And also, we're going to take some text questions. Yes. Are we not? Yeah, yeah. YouTube. You got to text 590-590, and we will get to your questions in the 430 slot, 435. All right, that and more after the break. Real Kipper and Bourne, show number 147. Great daily gambling advice from J.D., Blake, and Ailish in the Fan Morning Show's Wake and Rake. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, our next guest, you know him as a co-host of the Fan Morning Show on Sportsnet 590, the fan. I know him as... Little Buddha cocktail brand ambassador number one. Is he now? Is that paid or is that uh, just? Let's not talk about that. We're we're, <laughs> we're in. It's been a, a long negotiation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple, uh, couple of raspberry samplers. JD Bunkus, uh, what's going on? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm well. Um, I'm about to head downtown, uh, crush a billion little Buddhas, uh, sit here with anxiety. 
Um, yes, the negotiations are very long in that I, I'm still waiting for the terms. <laughs> you know, I'm still waiting for the papers yeah, to slide it's across coming. the desk. It's coming. Yeah. And, and where where are you uh, emotionally? Uh, we've got Sammy here that certainly carries uh, a lot of weight when it comes to Leaf Nation. But uh, the overall vibe this week on your show after game one and after game two, much like uh, that roller coaster down at uh, Canada's Wonderland or what? So I got to ask you guys a question back because this is the thing I keep going back and forth on. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? right. They're, they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. And yet after watching those first two games, I can't stop thinking about if the Leafs lose this series, did they blow it? Like, are they the better team? Are they the more talented team? You see them when they're in transition, they look better. You see the team itself, they look deeper. Matthews and Marner look like they're just as good as anybody in this series, not named, I would say, Vasilevsky and Hedman. I just can't shake the feeling that Toronto is the better team and that if they can't find a way to win, it really is just proof of, well, this is what deeper playoff experience does for you versus a group that, has largely just thrived in the regular season and hasn't been able to get over the hump. Okay, let me ask you a, a betting question. We'll go around the room here. Mm-hmm. You've got your house on one game to win. Do you take Tampa's lineup or the Leafs lineup? And they're obviously not playing against each other. Would you like my answer? Do I get the men in black stick and I don't know which team has won? <laughs> Like, that's what I'm asking you is, like, what is the value of being a winner is basically what this is coming down to to me. What lineup do you like better on paper? Toronto's. Toronto (sighs) Maple Leafs. Yeah, you might be the only one on this planet that I would know that would answer that. That's what I truly believe in my heart. So you're taking Jack Campbell over Vasilevsky? No, it's the biggest, but that's the only place on the roster that makes a difference. Pretty important one. It sure is. I'm not going to debate that. And we saw the value of that in that last game, right? Jack could not come up with a big stop. He just couldn't. And he didn't kill them with a save. There's not one that you circle and go, wow, that one was horrific. But we know that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Is Does your goalie elevate his play? Or does he make a big save for you in a big moment? And that bad bounce went against Toronto. Victor Edmond ends up in front of the net. And Jack Campbell committed the greatest sin, which is the goaltender who makes the first move. And guess what? The experienced number one defenseman in the NHL buries that puck. But I really believe that if Tampa doesn't score there, they don't score that goal at the very end of the period, it swings the game completely. Toronto is a better team through four periods. I just, I can't ignore that. I can't ignore the way that the penalty kill has looked. I can't ignore the way that Austin Matthews has looked. Like, I just, I think their blue line is deeper. I think their team is better. I obviously Vasilevsky is the better of the two goaltenders, but if in every series, the better goaltender won, then we would have a wildly different history of the game. So I just, I really do believe that Toronto's roster okay, is better. stop it. You're, you're starting to make a little bit of sense to me. And it's <laughs> Friday, and I don't need that. I don't need you trying to now starting to make okay. sense to me. Okay. I, well, I guess I, to, to me, the question that you, you asked, like, are the Leafs chokers or did they blow it if they don't win this series? To me, it's like mm-hmm. golf, where if you're trying to break 90 and you play 17 holes, pretty not, not great for someone like yourself, mm-hmm. Kipper. And then you come up 18 and you got a birdie it to, to, to break 90. If you don't do the thing, you blew it before. This whole conversation only happens at the Leafs because they blew it before. They blew it for five straight years or however many years leading up to this. So the conversation about this year is so hard to do because you can't men in black stick away those years. Like that contest no. text exists. And it exists it for those players. So it really muddies the water. I get your point. This team straight up, no past. Maybe you can have the conversation just so hard for even to, to think about it that way. It is, and, and, it's, and it's torturing me. And that's the part that I can't get over as someone who, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way as evaluators of this team, right? You have to be the voice of, well, what is supposed to be accountable? And that's why, so I prepared three questions for you guys in this. And I, like, I know you guys have been talking a lot about Tavares, right? And I, I watched Bourne on his, I don't know what's up with Bourne's internet, but he's doing television on Sportsnet Central. And it's like, I'm How do they let him. me do that? I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you basically in a blurred camera and going, sorry, what's he saying? But you were talking about Tavares, and you and Kipper both have identified a guy that has lost the step. I think that we're all seeing that to a degree, although I have made the counter that, okay, to a, to a little bit anyways, I wonder if he's just the kind of guy that we don't notice as much when he's, uh, yeah, when he's not scoring goals. 
Kipper made the great statement, I'm sure you've used it on the show, Kipper, is that he needs to be more noticeable above the hash marks. And I've used that all week, right? Like, I'm just using that now nonstop. That's, like, now my thing. I've stolen it from you. Good. But William Nylander pops from time to time because he's beautiful. He's a skater. He can just move the puck zone to zone. Like When he's on, right, you, what do we all say? Oh, 88 has his legs tonight. So my first question to you guys is, what is the pressure on William Nylander? It looks like he might get some time on the second line tonight. And it looks as though if you have a hard line matchup with the last change for Tampa, that that's going to free those guys up. We already understand that Tavares has a ton of pressure, but here's the thing. He's not going anywhere. He makes $11 million and he has a no movement clause. So he'll be here next year. The pressure is the way the market feels about him. But of all hockey players in this city, I got to think it affects him the least, or at least he doesn't, he's not going to show it. William Nylander is the one guy that you circle and say, hey, if this thing goes south, and this team has to tinker, and this team has to make a move, you're probably the odd man out. In fact, you're likely the odd man out. It's been rumored for quite some time. So he produced last year. He has a lot of, well, this guy was the playoff performer from a season ago, but this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and if he doesn't perform tonight or he doesn't perform the rest of the series, is this going to be the last time he wears this uniform? (laughs) I I think we know Willie Nylander well enough to say – that's the least of what he's thinking about, man. He's just, he's still ordering sushi, okay? That's, that's he, the, he feel the, heat? The, the toughest decision right now is, uh, you know, shrimp or tuna. So, is that not a good thing, though, if that's the case? Like, I think it is. I want, yes. he, right? he is not that type of guy to even think that way, except, uh, you know, I'm scoring my next goal. That's it. I, but, I hope that is the case. But Tavares would be bothered. This guy... These type of guys who are point producers have led their teams every year wherever they've been. Trust me, no one's feeling the the lack of production more than Tavares because it's new to him, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's used to leading teams every year since he was like a Marley when he was like six. Yeah. So I, I, there, there's no doubt for Tavares tonight, he's... He's thinking, just get on the score sheet tonight. I think to, you know, what you're talking about with the way the market feels about him, like this guy is pre-traded if he's not good in this postseason run. And I think, you know, for Nylander, he doesn't, I think he likes it here. I think he wants to be a part of the major market and he likes the attention and all that. So I think there's probably some heat that he recognizes is on himself here. Um, but yeah, the, the Tavares noise, I think, would get really, really loud about what a salary cap problem that would be. And you say he's not going anywhere, but if it gets to the point where the market doesn't want him here and is the team going to approach him about his contract, like things could get weird. I, I, I think he'll, I think he's probably feeling it as much as anyone. You well, stripped the him the captaincy three yeah, months ago. I, already took the, I actually yeah. did it on the morning show first, I think. so. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, this is actually the way Bourne operates sometimes, is I'm the trial balloon for some of his hotter takes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I always agree with them. So I'm the perfect guy to bring them to. It's always like, hey, you got a hot take? You got an opinion that's a little bit controversial? Well, boom, bring it to old JD, and he'll rip it up for you. He'll back you on it. He'll give you some confidence in it. Yeah. And then he brings it to the big stage here. Yeah, and then it gets torn apart. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, what else you got for us? Okay, so question number two. Do we care what Alex Kerfoot does in the regular season anymore? (laughs) You love him, eh? Well, I just think that it's something where this is now back-to-back playoffs where he's shown his value, which is that he's a versatile forward. That kind of works on every single line. He can skate, which sometimes I wonder how the good skaters, how good they're playing and how much is just they're noticeable because they're fast and that they look really fast, but you can plug and play him on any line. You drop him down that third shutdown line, you feel good about it. You're playing with Tavares, all of a sudden he's like the line mate of Tavares is that you feel best about in terms of creating some offense, or you bump him up to the first line, and guess what? He fit there too, and I thought to myself, like, okay, how could you possibly even talk about Michael Bunting for a Calder Award when that guy just replicated not only what he could do, but maybe even something with a little bit of a higher ceiling. I just, I have two thoughts on it. One is that to me, if they win this series and he continues to go on this way, of course you'd rather have Nazem Kadri, but it does reshape the way that I think about that trade to a, like a little degree. And two is that I just don't think that we can talk about his contract number the same way anymore. I think that he is kind of just a postseason player. But am I overstating this? 
That's that's great. I, I like that take. You know, I just looking at his stat line for the years, I uh, got, you know, the guy who was moved the most line to line and still has the best plus minus among forwards uh, of the guys who aren't on the on the top line. He's got 50 points. He was there for all 82 games, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of does it all. And you're right in the postseason. He's been very effective for them. The moment doesn't seem to overwhelm him. I mean, it's tough not to look at the guy and say he's an important part. Kipper's looking at me like he's no, gonna... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I get it. Okay. I get it. And listen, e- even when people were complaining about Kadri no Leaf. longer being a Leaf and he's the only one standing still off of that trade because Barry didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But and and I get it. There's a lot to like about him. Uh, the speed, uh, the way he's versatile, absolutely. But you uttered three words in that, and that is, if they win. And if they don't, then he is still another guy that you can't win with. Think he'd get that stench? He doesn't seem like the guy who would get the blame. That's the fine line right now. That is he a guy this time of year that you want to be in the trenches with? And can he help you win? And so far, that answer is, in the past, no, no, and undetermined this year. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he, he, the, he is the guy that's going to benefit maybe the most because he gets to shed a little bit of the, I'm not a, I'm not a playoff type of guy. Yeah. And that's, uh, he's in a boat with the many of them. I'm not, I'm not singling him out. But the one thing I always questioned with a guy like Kerfoot, and I played with a few of these guys, they're talented, they're fast. Yes, they can play on different lines and different looks. But do I want to be in the trenches with a guy like this when it matters most in the playoffs? And, and so far, we got to wait and see now this season. Is that I fair? Is could, that fair? It is. Well, everything's fair through the lens of if they win, and it's why I brought it up. I just, when I'm looking at, Okay, who, should, who do I want Nylander to play with? Why do I want him to play with Kerfoot so much? Why does that seem to work? Why is it that Tavares gets bumped on that line? I just The versatility of the player, and I would just argue that these last two postseasons, if we're looking at all the games together, he's been what? They're, like, where would you guys rank him amongst the Leafs' best and most consistent forwards? He's like, awfully high on that list. Well, and for something look, at, look, at the, bit, look at the salary pecking order. That's all. Course. I mean, no, you, you go through your, 40, your four $40 million, and he should fall in next in line at, at $3.5 million. And I think he does. 100%. And he does. 100%. My, I guess what I was going to close on the thought is the whole gambit behind trading Nazem Kadri was that you couldn't rely on him come playoff time. You couldn't rely on him being there. And Kerfoot has been there. Every playoff game, he's been healthy. He's been solid. He's given them a lot. Secondary scoring, yeah. second line center play. I, all I'm PK. saying is that if we're looking at it through the lens of you lost Nazem Kadri, how much have you actually lost when the chips have been down between those two guys, especially knowing the reliability difference? Okay, last thing. Love it. Has the series, has the most overrated or underrated storyline of the series, or has it been overshadowed by the loss of the last game? been how good the Leafs blue line looks and the physicality of that blue line being exactly what Toronto Maple Leafs have wanted, like their fans have wanted for the last three years. Finally, there's balance and there's multiple guys who are not playing dumb, who are playing physical and tough. However, big part of this is Jake Muzzin. And if this ends up working for you where you win and Jake Muzzin looks great or you lose even and Jake Muzzin looks great and he is this version of himself for the whole series. Does that not make Kyle Dubas too foolish for not putting him in on CIR and getting Tavares the winger that they're so obviously missing <laughs> this Okay, but before, and, and Sam, Sammy's thrown this one this out. I think you guys have gotten together and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we colluded on that Colluded <laughs> on this whole That's thing. A good take. But it's just not that simple, J.D., when it okay. comes to taking him off and then going out and and getting who exactly who is out there just dangling for you on that blue line that you you felt like you could just slide in and the answer was i i i didn't see anybody that stood out no winger you wanted for jt that you could that you could fit into a a scenario I just, and I think I'm realizing, that. you know, a, a expiring contract because that has to play in. Yeah. Muzzin was coming back. The salary was coming back. Right. 
It was it was tough. There weren't that many guys out there. It was tough, and I this is always the the perfect answer because it is very true. Is you can't like Born and I like to quote unquote invent a guy, but that's usually inventing <laughs> a guy who has a bad take. You can't actually invent a guy who would have fit with this team perfectly. I just keep getting the feeling like this is actually more of an all-in year than I realized. I kept going back at it, though. Oh, the team's good, and they ran it back, and that was the smart decision, and a lot of our hot takes turned out to be kind of foolish. And yet here they are with Tampa, and I'm reminded of how finite these things are and how good this team is and how it's like, man, we always did this joke about how you create the perfect team or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And this team is only missing two things. And that's a little bit more reliable goaltending, but out of all the things you really couldn't do, the Marc-Andre Fleury trade, like with Hagel, was nah. just preposterous in terms of what they wanted. Plus, it's Marc-Andre Fleury, right? If you looked at his numbers, it was still a risky move. Just had they added another forward who could score in this series, had there been one more dangerous guy that was in your top six that you had that flexibility with that got a little bit more out of Tavares, right? A zone entry guy that was able to, for whatever reason, it hasn't been Nylander fitting with him, and that's why I asked the Nylander question. But if you just had that right now, how much better would you feel? And I, yeah, to me, it's a lot. And Mazin yeah. looks good. And they said they needed to work him back and make sure he was healthy and had his legs underneath him and blah, 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 blah. And lo and behold, here he is in the postseason looking hunky-dory just fine, having no buildup. Got to stay healthy. Yeah, uh, you're right. I've been racking my brain during this chat here. and like Andrew Kopp went to the Rangers. Really nice player. He's had a lot of success there. Nick Paul cost a fortune, you know, for Another Tampa first Bay. rounder, though. Yeah, no, I know. Right. I know. It's not just the salary. No, I know. It's the price that you would have yeah. had to pay. Oh, I don't think they should have done this. Right? I, I understand them trying to get Muzzin playing hockey, but it is now that he's just like back and looking good. It is uh, makes the conversation pretty relevant for sure. Hall needs to have one hall of a game. <laughs> And the other thing oh, is, is... How long you been sitting on that? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And Labushkin, Riley, cannot, cannot maintain game to game here. Labushkin goes from a guy that we never even heard of somewhere in a place called Arizona. I think they have hockey there. Not really. <laughs> no, not really. Not and and really. Now, now he's on the top pairing. He's Nicholas Cronwall all of a sudden. Right. I don't know. I love he's the amazing. guy. So, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. I, I <laughs> like, hope it sticks. Uh, he's, he's been incredible. Truly, like when I said the blue line has the physicality, like every time I referenced Wayne Simmons and not being able to figure it out where I went, you know, Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford, they got primed up to be physical, physical, physical. But they couldn't control it, right? They just end up taking dumb penalties. Labushkin is basically, to me, the poster child of this playoff series for the Leafs in terms of, hey, this is what you want. This is the physicality you want. This is the no backing down that you want, but also with nothing dumb. Like the penalty he took in that last game was cheap. That's the one where I go, I hate this new NHL kind of stuff, but whatever. It was just cheap. It was a cheap penalty. I don't blame Mm -hmm. him really for it. So I don't know. That'll clean up. They they won't be calling those in another week. Less well, they better tonight. call them tonight because the Leafs put in all the skill guys and they decided finally <laughs> to prove they were. Tonight you were pro whistles. Yeah, exactly. Now you went with the whistle and now you're telling me it's going to tilt. That would be too much. I, that's the one thing I can't handle tonight. You asked me about my roller coaster nerve. That's number one is that all of a sudden the whistles get tucked away tonight. Got it. So this is actually, I mean, we may have found something here. The refs put their whistles away do, and all of a sudden the... Do, do you ever watch games with Sammy? I, I can't imagine the two of you in one room during a Leaf game. I, I'll tell you this right now. Sam and I are 1-0 together, 0-1 apart. And yeah, we watch Game on Monday together. Day. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'll, it's just, I'll tell you right now tonight. I'm at this wedding tonight, guys. I'm not going to get to watch you're, the You're at a really wedding watch. tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's That's the like, worst. I, I, it's, so I'm at a wedding, and it's very close friends, and they're both huge Leaf fans, so they completely understand what's happening. Yeah. And I've just been walking as we've been talking, scouting out the area to see if there's any potential for me to just kind of like duck out but I can't figure out what's good karmaically. I can't figure out if the good karma is that I is that a word? Speak out and watch, or if I say, "Oh, it's karmaically." Yeah, yeah. That's if it's not a word, then Big I just invented it. And it's fine. I, I'm just, I, I'm in. I'm. That's what I'm torn about. Is what is my position in the universe on this? What am I supposed to do, hockey god? You tell me. Am I supposed to? I, I know I can't stream the game on my phone at a wedding full of Leaf fans because I will draw a crowd, and then all of a sudden I'm a monster. So that's the one thing I can't do. But everything else, I kind of feel like. So the reception starts at five. I'm down here right now. Um, I gotta think that by seven thirty, maybe Google there's an opening for things? me. Can you get those glasses? Oh my things? god! <laughs> Could you imagine just staring forward through somebody? <laughs> <laughs> they're not true friends if they're booking their wedding 
during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Can you imagine, listen, you imagine being that guy and telling Gipper. telling his wife we can't book it that yes. time. The Leafs might be in the playoffs. Yeah, well, first of all, the bride is a bigger Brit's bigger fan, fan than Brit. Brit's the bigger fan, but also Kipper. Um, not everybody's, you know, you, Mr. Millionaires, who's just like, you book a wedding at any time in the city. Have you ever seen what a wedding venue in Toronto costs? Like, yeah, yeah, that, he knows what it costs because people used to book his house. Didn't, didn't, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. God, see? When, exactly. Lining those pockets, finding a way, taking advantage of the people of the city. I just, I can't believe this wedding isn't in, like, I don't know, somewhere north, like Brampton. Like, I don't, like how is this even possible that I'm in a downtown Toronto wedding? This must be costing a fortune. Uh, Mike's. Mike Pekka, I think when he was with Buffalo, uh, uh, booked his wedding during the Stanley Cup final. While well, he was a player. And, and, while he was a player. Yeah. <laughs> he was just yeah. like, we ain't going to be there. <laughs> we yeah, suck this year. <laughs> boy, that's a, I got to tell you, that's a stat I'm never going to forget. That's a tough one to wear, Mike Pekka. Like, that's yeah, a, that's if if I remember correctly, and yeah. Uh, yeah. If, I, if I don't remember, I apologize, Mike, uh, to you and your wife. I think you're... <laughs> But anyways, yeah, all right. everyone's going to remember that. All right. Enjoy your wedding, okay? All right. Love and you, do fellas. not scream. You guys are crazy yeah. at any point during the uh, ceremony. Yeah. I Thanks, won't. Bonk. I'm going to keep it quiet. All right. See you, all fellas. Right. See you, buddy. J.D. Bunkus from the Fan Morning Show. Great guy. Eh, well, okay. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Okay. Some, some guys on air and then off air, like, you got that. There's an energy. Some guys put it on drop. on air. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, it's the the switch. No, but, He's no, just no nuts all the time. Uh, this guy. And the way you, you imagine him and I watching Leaf Day together, it, it could be worse than what you imagine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. We're both big like uh, jinx guys and very like superstitious and like we look for signs within the game that means and just we overthink everything and. Bunk used tough. to text me during games and he doesn't anymore because I don't engage because it'll be like Riley would turn a puck over and he'd be like, or some player would turn a puck over and he'd be like, that was a bad draft pick. You know, Dubas made it 152 <laughs> yes. in the 2013 draft. And I'd be like, ah, we're know, not relitigating you know, a draft. You know who fields those texts now? He, he looks, at, yeah, he looks <laughs> at big picture things like, ah, oh, they should have traded him two years ago. And like, I don't know, man. I'm just well, watching the match. When do you have match. time to type all that while the game's still going <laughs> he, on? He's a take former. He's constantly, he's, he's working. He's working. Ready for Send to be him on back air. Two words. Shut up. <laughs> I think unintentionally I did by not responding as much. All right, where do you want to go? News and notes. You want to start with some questions, Sammy? Some tweets. What's going on oh, here? I just wanted to mention Connor Ingram's uh, performance last night oh, for yeah. the. And I just he had the. I haven't seen it in a while, but was it the generic backup white helmet? That he was oh, rocking. Was he? They I think he had a couple of stickers on but it. Like barely. It was like barely. It was just yes. like uh, the white. It but is. Generic it's actually worse because now the, no, the, the equipment guy will put it. stickers on it. Be like, oh, we had some like. Wasn't there some lines on it, like 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 varicose veins or something oh. on it? I don't know. Jeez, that's tough. That's I saw tough the hi- I saw highlights of it. It looked like it was just like the white bucket. So. Uh, you yeah. make fifty saves in a playoff games against the Avs. I think they they owe you a paint job for that. Yeah, it was, it's kind of got a little bit of a design on it, but it's it looks like your classic, God, you know, Patrick Patrick Waugh ninety-one helmet. Came All so white. close to extending the eight days. For Daryl Sutter's uh, prediction, that's the ultimate death knell for a team looking to upset a superior team. Yeah. Is when you get you you get a chance and it doesn't happen. That's over, and, and it's I, very over. Of it's extreme. <laughs> very well done, Derek. <laughs> that's a that's it's a waste of eight is. days. It's a waste of eight days. Can we have that clip again? A waste of eight days. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get, Nashville. Your prediction in the first round. Uh, eight days. <laughs> it's just a waste of eight days. Um. I got a question for the text line because I tend to neglect the text line. So uh, send on, send in your questions right now because this is when it's happening. Question from a nameless texter, which is unfortunate, but it's a good question. Do we expect to see Rasmus Sandin play at any point in this series? Great question. First off, credit where credit's due to the person who didn't put a name. Yeah, <sighs> it might be a little too late by the time you get to him. I, I just think no. I think no as well, and uh, I think it's just there's a there's a comfort zone that they're that they'll never get to with him in his own zone. What's so what's so tough about it is the guy played 51 games for them, scored five times, was very good. I would at times was a top four guy for them 
Okay, this time last year, he was the number one right. guy on the power play. Right. So, like, I, which they, to me they, is still was crazy. They, in general, have preferred him to Timothy Lilligren. So, no, no, that 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 passed months there, ago. Well, maybe it did, but by the injury, only because of did, injury didn't help him for sure. Right. So, the only reason I say no is they have seven guys who are going. And you don't really want to just like, I don't know, maybe this guy will do it unless someone's god-awful. And because he's a left-shot guy, they got four left-shot D. Just, How do you get in? It's just too deep. He just, it's just too deep. He just cannot put fires out in his own zone. He cannot put fires out in his own zone. No argument. Good question, though. Very good question. Good thought. He's he's lurking on the outside like, my knee's better. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah we'll get to you. I, I actually like this question from Chris in Hamilton. That's right up your alley, Kipper. Do you think that someone who on the Leafs who shouldn't be fighting is going to end up fighting tonight? Like a Spezza versus the Blue Jackets? Or just something. Because it's going be to be a passionate game, and you don't have the heavies in there. So, Yeah. Uh, no fights tonight. No fights. No. Uh, but there'll be scrums, and there'll be some wrestling, and there'll be that, that, that stuff will happen i'd like to see angball a little bit more involved he said mean words to someone on purpose well last let's game. take it to another level let's throw an f-bomb in there Ooh. right <laughs> well, i don't know about that <laughs> that's a lot to ask I, it, it is always nice to see and it it all has to be within the scope of of positive energy mm. and Clifford taking a five-minute major somehow, some way ended up being a, a positive. But you know that's that's not how you take a chance on creating yeah. good energy. It's just the opposite. So hard right now because Keith, after that game, talked up Clifford and he said, "Look at our fourth line over the past twenty games. We're better when Kyle Clifford is in. Our best yeah. fourth lines have Clifford on it." But there, there needs to be some. Uh, uh, unsung heroes here there needs to be someone that steps out it always happens every year on every team somebody that you don't expect starts emerging as a bit of a hero oh, hero david camp you mean it'd be nice uh, to see him get on a bit of a roll here right i mean he been great on the penalty kill nice goal he did, he did Had, score a breakaway goal against vasileski in the, he got, in the middle he, of the net yeah, yeah. somehow <laughs> I, I i can watch that 20 i don't know what it either and i still don't know no. where the where the puck went through Vasilevsky. I agree. I think, he, you know, he was trying to shoot a top corner and it hit his blade flat. He, he kind of yeah, like snap hooked it. He yeah. like snap hooked it in. I swear rolled to God, his over. eyes were closed when he <laughs> shot that <laughs> yeah. puck. Sergio at uh, whatever that course was back in the day. When he but was you hear PGA good goalies say that like if you're goaltending against a guy who's not very good, then the shooter doesn't know where it's going. It's a little tougher. Like he can go anywhere. You, like <laughs> for the last 15, 20 years when I'm out on the ice yeah. with like non-pro guys... Totally unpredictable. <laughs> I'll, I'll lose the puck against them because they're not doing what they should do <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. as a pro. No, but it's true. And, and shooting on bad goalies, too. You're like... It's so frustrating. Right, he should bite on this little fake and you There's, drop a shoulder and he doesn't flinch because he didn't see it. A you're classic like, beer league move is that when you a team you're playing against has a terrible rent-a-goalie. They rent a goalie and it's like, this guy comes out and he's really bad. Oftentimes... You're like, ah, oh, just beat this guy five-hole, no problem. Oh, just beat this guy a little blocker, no problem. And you shoot way. it right at his chest. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I should, this is easy to score on him. That's for me. Sometimes you make a move that should move the goalie, and he just doesn't move because he doesn't pick it up. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. now what? Thank you for breaking down that beer league analysis. <laughs> oh, buddy, I have Sammy. all the beer league knowledge in the world. <laughs> I've played in a lot of beer league games in the last 10 years. All right. Uh, Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I almost swore it's so bad. All right. Uh, this is from George in Oakville. Jack Campbell doesn't seem to have a butterfly style and seems to have a big five hole at times. How would you describe his style? If I may. Yes. Great question. Jack Campbell of 62 qualified goalies, I think, by Sport Logic is like 58th in five hole shots. He's like almost dead last. So he's very good. One of the top five glove in the NHL. This year, amazing glove hand. A uh, lot of he's very, very good everywhere. What, low blocker, not so great. Five hole, definitely his worst spot. Uh, the comparison, I think, is a man who came on the show and said uh, he plays like me, Curtis Joseph. 
right? He's athletic and reactive and Flopper busy. at busy. times. Yeah. Busy. But he's also I just, pretty he's good position. 58th. Like, no, no. As, as, like he's really bad. Really bad. High really yeah. bad five. And uh, I guess Corey Perry read the pre-scout. May have done that. I just, uh, the, the one that still I shake my head at is the Gallagher yeah. game seven. So we're talking about. On the ice, five hole. From like the top of the circle. Which is just not an NHL That is Jack Campbell's the worst and goal. goal he's given up in his yes. entire life, he said. W- without a doubt. I just, I mean. And he, he was I would agree wrong. with him. And wasn't, I'm like. It wasn't good, like, but it wasn't a crisis but, but you're, goal. You've been, in the, you've been a pro for like 10, 11 years. Surely to God you can think of a worse goal than that. I know. That's it. <laughs> and maybe he was right. Well, you know, Jack's all dramatic in those moments. Anyway. No five holes tonight. One more. Fans, please. One more before we get to weekend predictions. Uh, can you tell me why the Leafs are hesitant to put Spezza into the top six? And that's uh, from a nameless texter. Yeah. But I thought it's an, it's an appropriate question heading into tonight. Yeah. Right over He's yeah. 40. That's why. <laughs> That's it. And he does not. Uh, but for a, sh- a shift here and there? Well, first of all, you're not putting him in on Matthews, Martin, Bunting. So I guess the question is why right. don't you play him Tavares and Nylander, which. Again, who you. Someone's going who to you get taking it. out? Who you. Whose job are you taking away to put him in? He's been playing 10, 12 minutes a night, but, Listen, you know. It's a hell of a compliment when. You're playing seven or eight minutes, and you pull the goalie, and you're one of six guys on the ice. Yeah. And that's happened a lot. So it's just a matter with him is finding the right time to get him on the ice, mm-hmm. and it's not for 15 minutes. I think you get a sense with him pretty early in the game of where he's at. Like, if some nights he has that pop, he hasn't played in a while, maybe he'll be skating well tonight. And then, yeah, Kipper, you can look for a couple spots to say, let's get him out there in an ozone start. You know, he's been one of those guys his whole career where, first of all, he's uber talented, okay? But he's been a high-risk, high-reward type of guy. I mean, let's... I used you, to make fun of call, Sens fans you, all the time. You want to call a few of his coaches out there and say, hey, on occasion, did he turn the puck over a few times? Maybe that toey at the blue line yeah, wasn't needed. Little, yeah. the, the, the third toe drag. In this role, you still find him risky? Like playing a fourth line? Oh, yeah. I do, too. Oh, no, 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 for <laughs> sure. I've, I've watched him in, in a fourth line role. I don't think you should ask him to play where, differently than he plays. Where he's making first line moves. How about That's the, how he plays. That's why how he's effective. How about this for a gambling Great. question this weekend? Okay. Two games, mm. over or under a point and a half for Jason Spezza in these two games? Oh, easy under. Easy under. Easy under. Easy under. He's playing on the fourth line. He's, yeah. I, I, how many points has he had in his last 20 games? Yeah. On the playoff performer last year. season, Jason Spezza had 25 points in 71 games. So one every three games. Chances are they came a little earlier in the season. Yeah, oh, I agree with that too. So, yeah, no. But but I I hope I'm wrong. He's just shy of 1,000 points, isn't he? He didn't quite make it. I think he was really close, which is kind of a shame if if this might be his last season. But he just, I don't think he cracked 1,000. He's really close. Really close. He's like 994, 995, I think. Yeah, 995. 995. Yeah. Hey, Mr. 3,000. We can, one we more can round contra- it out. One we more can call contract. him 1,000. Yeah, just like Mitch Marner's a 100-point player, like Keith said. Yeah. He's a 1,000-point player, no problem. Um, so what's, what Although do we think? I, 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 I tend to do that with money. My, it drives my wife crazy. It's like, you know, something <laughs> costs like, you know, $7.80. I'll say, yeah, it's 10 bucks or, you know, yeah. anything. Like, I always go like, way <laughs> higher. And she's like, $6. Yeah, yeah, it's 10. Oh, yeah, it's 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, thoughts heading into the weekend here. Two big games that we're going to be breaking down on Monday. I think the, the the truth about this series is so when you get me alone, like today, shout out to Legacy Barber in, uh, in the East End. But I, I sit okay. in that place and people go, all right, you know, you're, uh, what do you think? What's really going to happen? You know, like like I have some secret knowledge of this. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. And I, I'll make a you prediction. Got the I'm not going to be from... a coward. But like I genuinely, I got nothing I have no idea. If we come back here and it's 3-1 Tampa and they get dusted twice, I could see it. Me too. 
but I can see the opposite too. Do you have a sense for two two? Two two coming home. Oh yeah. I think two two is the very easy answer. And I'm not trying to call you out for that. I think that's the correct answer. But since I said Leafs and five, yeah. it's coming back to me. I just one don't Leafs. see anybody winning two in a row here. Boy, if Tampa Bay wins tonight, that fourth game not fun. Whew. Not fun. Need it tonight, boys. A lot hinges on that for Leafs Nation. Yeah. They win tonight. They lose on Sunday would be what I would think would be conventional wisdom. But since I said Leafs in five, they got to pick them both win both games this weekend. One in overtime. Please no overtime. Okay, I love that. I, I love an OT prediction yes. for this weekend. I got I got an OT somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Which one? I'll go tonight. Okay. And you know who's going to score the uh, Jason Spezza OT winner? How's that sound? <laughs> JT. Yeah. And I'll take on Justin a, on Hall. A redirect. I'm taking Hall. Hallsy. <laughs> Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are favorites tonight, minus 115. The the, the Bolts, or sorry, the, the Leafs are minus 105. Can't make any real money either way there. What a week. What a week, boys. A fast one. Big time. I can't Lightning wait fast. for tonight. Oh, no, 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 well done, no, no. Well Leaf fast. Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Our thanks to Doug McClain in his RV. That right there JD is an Bunkus RV. from the morning show. And of course, our thanks to you, JD, or JB, JD, JB. I can't even keep track. Jay's. The whole team here. Thank you. Jay's got rained out tonight, by the way. They did. Doubleheader tomorrow. Folks on the Leafs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Send us a rating and review. We love talking to you. Take care, everybody. Stay safe this weekend.